Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Scouting 5, recapping scouting news from around the world for the week of July 17th, 2023. I'm Scouter Ken, and I am once again recording from St. Albert, Alberta. Got a couple of stories to lead off with regarding scouts responding to the needs of refugees. Both of these are from scout.org, and the first one pertains to Norwegian guides and scouts working to try and bring some transformative change to the lives of refugees in their country. Quoting scout.org, When the camera starts filming, young guides and scouts, hence scouts, welcome Crown Prince Hakon and Crown Princess Metmerit to a campfire in northern Nordmarka, Norway. They are celebrating 20 years of a fundraising campaign that the Norwegian Guide and Scout Organization has implemented in collaboration with the Norwegian Refugee Council to support young refugees and to raise awareness about their experiences. Since 2003, the organization has allowed scouts to become advocates for refugee rights and has enabled them to contribute significantly to the NRC's humanitarian work. Through their annual fundraising campaign, scouts engage thousands of members who learn about young refugees' challenges and organize creative initiatives to collect funds. Each year, scouts dedicate several meetings, primarily in April, to the fundraising campaign. During these gatherings, scouts learn about the reality of being a young refugee through various activities and educational materials provided by the NRC. They also focus on a specific refugee situation, often tied to a particular country or project. With newfound knowledge, scouts plan and implement creative fundraisers to collect as much money as possible. In recognition of other efforts, each participating scout receives a badge that can be proudly displayed on their scarf. End quote. And like I say, a second story is also related to scouts stepping up to help refugees. This one about how scouting is helping in Malawi. Again, quoting scout.org. Just outside of Malawi's bustling capital, scout leaders and the Scout Association of Malawi are working together to create a sense of community and offer scouting activities to hundreds of children and youth living in the Zaleka refugee camp. Scouting activities run by passionate volunteers who were scouts in their home countries are enabling young people to develop the leadership skills and resilience to thrive within the camp and eventually beyond. The scouting experience is also offering children and youth a place where they can connect, be part of a community, and have fun amidst the refugee camp's challenging conditions. The refugee camp was established in 1994 to provide shelter, protection, and support to more than 10,000 individuals with refugee status and asylum seekers who were fleeing their home countries due to various forms of persecution, conflict, and natural disasters. Today, the camp is home to more than 50,000 people, half of whom are children, from countries including the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Burundi, Rwanda, Ethiopia, and Somalia. Over the years, scouting within the camp has grown organically with limited resources, but has had a significant impact on the lives of young people. Volunteers from diverse scouting backgrounds have been delivering the scouting program using inclusive educational approaches and methods, such as offering activities in local languages, end quote. Of course, because it's been too darn long since I've done one of these episodes, catching up on a lot of news from months past, including the now past event known as the Arab Parajamboree, quoting yet again, scout.org. Imagine a place where diversity is celebrated, inclusion is the norm, and barriers are broken down. This is exactly what the second Arab Scout Inclusive Camp, Para Jamboree, was all about. From the 29th of April to the 5th of May, 2023, scouts from Arab countries came together in Morocco for an event that showcased the power of scouting to create a more inclusive and welcoming world. Organized by the Moroccan Scout Federation in partnership with the Arab Region Support Center, and the Arab Scout Organization. This accessible and inclusive event was designed to be a safe space where everyone was respected and included. Scouts learned valuable life skills while exploring the beauty of nature and forging lifelong connections with fellow scouts from diverse cultures. 
One of the unique features of this edition of the Para Jamboree was the participation of a group of UNICEF-affiliated unaccompanied migrants residing in Morocco. This added a whole new dimension to the event, highlighting the importance of creating a welcoming and supportive environment, which welcomes young people affected by conflict, poverty, and other factors leading to migration. End quote. Of course, in the interim since I last did one of these episodes, we did have a bit of a change in monarch here in the Commonwealth, and it should come as no surprise that scouts were on hand to support the coronation of King Charles III at Westminster Abbey when that happened back in May, I believe. Quoting Scout.org, Scouts and volunteers made their way to Westminster Abbey to coordinate and support the coronation, where His Royal Highness King Charles III was officially crowned on the 6th of May, 2023. The Scouts, between the ages of 14 and 25 years old, had traveled from all corners of the UK and the Commonwealth to do their duty for the King and to take part in this momentous occasion. 50 Scouts attended the coronation event at St. Margaret's Church. These young people were able to witness the historic moment taking place and experience a once-in-a-lifetime event due to their service and willingness to support the nation. The Scouts were some of the first people to see the newly crowned King after he left Westminster Abbey. They were responsible for supporting the coronation at Westminster Abbey, crowd stewarding, and supporting the public, who were there to celebrate with the King. The Scouts managed huge crowds at locations such as the Big Screen in St. James Park, Hyde Park, Green Park, and the Admiralty Arch. End quote. And one more bit of news from Scout.org. They have officially launched a new Scout donation platform quoting their news article to that effect. Today, Wasm and the World Scout Foundation are thrilled to announce the launch of a brand new Scout donation platform as a dedicated space for Scouts to fundraise for community involvement project in the areas of environment, peace, health, life skills, and scouting. Since 2017, the Scout donation platform has served as the go-to space for Scouts to fundraise for their community service projects by crowdfunding over 1.2 million U.S. dollars towards more than 100 community projects. Scouts have turned ideas into real impact around the world. Whether they're building sustainable community gardens that feed those in need, or making cities more accessible, or setting up support groups to empower young people in distress, we have seen the transformative project Scouts are leading. Young people with great ideas for community projects can now submit them through the platform and fundraise as soon as the project is approved. The Scout Donation Platform is also the place where people can make a one-time or recurring donation directly to the World Scout Foundation, helping to make scouting more accessible to young people around the world. End quote. There are some instructions in the article about how to crowdfund for projects, so I would encourage you to have a read if you're interested in exploring that as a possibility for funding your own scouting projects, whatever those may be. Obviously, there is an approvals process, but that is now a resource that is, well, it's been a resource for a while, but they've recently overhauled it, so it's gotten significantly better. So, it's an option. All right, moving to some more local news out of Vancouver, B.C., Scouts have designed TransLink, that is the uh, organization that sort of manages all of the, the transit system, trains and buses, that kind of stuff, in the Vancouver region. So Scouts have designed TransLink's first-ever Scout badge, quoting TransLink.ca, specifically their buzzer blog. Scout badges represent a Scout's achievement and a reminder of their adventures and the challenges they've overcome. To Zachary, it's twice as rewarding to earn TransLink's first-ever Scout badge, as he helped design it. Zachary and Eli no last names given, won the Pacific Coast Council Badge Designing Contest in 2022. Scouts who participated in the contest designed a TransLink-themed badge for our annual scavenger hunt. We've combined the winning designs to make this one awesome scout badge that scouts will receive as a token for participating in the event. Zachary, a scout from the 4th Southwest Burnaby, is responsible for the hand-drawn sketch at the center of the badge, while Eli, a scout from the 10th Richmond Sea Scouts, inspired the design for the border of the badge. A huge thanks to all the scouts who share their artistic talents with us by designing these badges. End quote. And now a story out of the U.S. where some enterprising scouts 
lived up to the motto, be prepared, at a Memorial Day ceremony, quoting the Hamilton County Reporter. On Saturday, May 27th, scouts from BSA Boys Troop 107, Girls Troop 1070, and Cub Pack 126 in Westfield fulfilled their oath to do their duty to God and country when they stepped up to ensure that more that the more than 100-year tradition at Summit Lawn Cemetery continued. These scouting units have been performing the flag ceremony as part of this event for 10 to 15 years, maybe more considering Troop 107 is celebrating its 75th anniversary this year. Ceremony attendee Jim Hester first got involved with Troop 107 when his oldest son joined about 20 years ago, and he served as the committee chair for years. According to Barry Simpson, committee chair for Troop 1070, scouts also took responsibility for playing taps when the ceremony's previous bugler, World War II veteran, was no longer able to continue. By 9.45 a.m. on Memorial Day, the scouts were ready, as was the honor guard, composed of members of the Carmel VFW Post 10003 and Carmel American Legion Post 155 which each merged with the Westfield Post within the last 10 years. However, community members who were expected to conduct the ceremony had not arrived. Realizing the problem, Scouts quickly began coordinating an impromptu presentation. At 10 a.m., without the usual podium and sound system, Life Scout Brad Bishop, a rising senior at the local high school, stepped up as host, welcoming guests to the event. Four intermediate and middle school Scouts, who weren't expecting to conduct the flag ceremony, carefully lowered and raised the flag while onlookers saluted or placed their hands over their hearts. End quote. And I guess it's worth noting that another scout group in, I believe, Ontario is celebrating a centenary. So a thing worth celebrating, I should think. Quoting the uh, DurhamRegion.com, the first Port Perry Scouts will celebrate a century of community involvement when the organization marks its 100th year in early June. Over the weekend of June 3rd and 4th, the local group will parade through downtown Port Perry, I guess this has all happened now, offer a variety of games and activities and a barbecue and community campfire in honor of Scout Day in Port Perry to mark its 100th year. The first Port Perry Scouts got their start on October 12, 1922, when 32 Scouts signed on with the 310th Scouting Organization in Canada to get its charter. That branch grew to include Cubs in 1942, Rovers a decade later, and Beavers in 1974. At its peak, the local scouting group had almost 150 people involved, including leaders, while today's roster is a rather small group of about 45 youth and 15 leaders. End quote. And finally... Or I guess penultimately, because I do have one other little announcement to make at the very end of this episode. Coming back to Scout.org, a timely article released just at the beginning of July. Eight things to know before the World Scout Jamboree. Now this is specific. Well, it's written in the context of the World Scout Jamboree that is taking place in Korea, uh, South Korea, this summer. But there are a number of other jamborees taking place, including the Harlem Jamboret, uh, just outside of Amsterdam. There's a jamboree happening at the Summit Bechtel Reserve in the United States. And, of course, there's the Candersteg Mini Jamboree, which is taking place uh, within the next couple of weeks here that I'll be attending. And so, eight things to know before you attend the World Scout Jamboree. Handy little article on just, you know, what to look for in your jamboree experience. And, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better list than this. Um, the points, just briefly, are the magic of a jamboree is making friends from other countries. Absolutely this. Uh, also, it's a thing to invite other units over for dinner, dessert, or a party. Plan early. Definitely. Bring gifts. Lots of them. More on that shortly. <laughs> Be prepared for chaos. It's a jamboree. Yep. Your number one job is the health and safety of your scouts, and this includes mental health, which, you know, especially knowing the symptoms of things like heat-related illness. It is summertime, after all. But also making sure that the scouts are in a safe environment. Remember that some scouts need a nudge. They may just want to hang out in their tent all day. Don't let them. Encourage them to get out there and do things. Culture Day is the highlight of a jamboree. Create a memorable experience. So this is an opportunity for each country that is represented at the jamboree to really showcase stuff about their country and their culture. So 
Plan for that. Absolutely plan for that. And last of all, have fun and make friends. It's a great list. Well worth reading. Like I say, it's written in the context of the World Jamboree in Korea, but it'll apply to any Jamboree. Certainly tracks with my experience at Jamborees in the past, and I would definitely recommend keeping it in mind if you happen to be attending a Jamboree this summer. With that in mind, the very last bit of news I have uh, pertains to the podcast, because, as I mentioned, I'm going to the Candersteg Jamboree, uh, Candor 100, which is taking place from the 27th of July to the 8th of August in, where else? Candersteg International Scout Center in Candersteg, Switzerland. If you're going to be there, please look for me. I will, of course, be with the Canadian contingent, and I have podcast stickers. You may have seen these on some of the podcast social media channels. They do exist. They're lovely. And I have already sent out a few to people who've asked for them. I do have about maybe 20 or 30 left that I can send out to, you know, interested people. 25 by the count of it. So if you're interested, um, please do just drop us a note on social media channels or scoutingstuffpodcast at gmail.com or outlook.com. Make sure you include your mailing address so I know where to send it to. And if you are at Candersteg, do come and find us. We'll be at the Canadian Contingent. I'll be at the Canadian Contingent tent. and uh, Or I'll be out and about doing activities, but I'll be wearing Canadian gear. And I'll try and see if, in and amidst all the other stuff I'm packing, I can maybe sneak along a microphone or two, because, hey, you know what? I would be totally happy to sit down for an episode with anybody who's interested in doing so. Um, may also do a couple of episodes of my own from camp while I am there. But I will definitely have stickers, and if you would like one, just come find me. And that is all the news I have for you this week. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, be prepared. Be prepared.